three, two, one. Get ready for two hours of inane nonsense with your favorite overweight redheads, Fat and Ginger. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time on a Tuesday night for Fat and Ginger. My name is Tim Young, and across the desk from me, as always, is my compadre, Luke Massey. Good evening, Luke. Hello, Tim. How are you, mate? I'm tip-top. Let's crack on with the intro, thanks. Yep. Okay, we'll get to that <laughs> soon. You know it's coming, don't you? Yep, I do, I yeah, do. So does everyone else. Yes, yes, yes. So, look, tonight we are going to talk about my about our trip to the footy on Saturday afternoon and uh, the subsequent probably fairly justified backlash, too, on that. So, we well, get- What happened? We won't spend all our wares yet. Remember, we've been over this about the intro. And, oh, we've been looking forward to this for about three days. Uh, you're going to talk about actor redemption, which I look forward to. Nick Cage, Adam yeah, Sandler. Yeah, there's just, just a couple of old names that you've just about written off that have bounced back this year, Tim. Yep. And, and look, uh, we're going to have the last, I believe this is the last one of Aaron the Angry Trady. Thank God for that. What a shame. We are not doing any more. I'm putting my foot down here. Uh, look, we've got a new uh, new set of tickets for Force Night Out, which is exciting for our yeah. listeners. Yeah. So uh, we're going to set the rules this time? Yes. Yeah? Yep, yeah, yeah, we'll but set the rules when we get to it. We will do it on air. Yeah, on air. So that all the listeners can hear it. Yep. And we are accountable to each other, Tim. Absolutely. No more of this nonsense that, uh, no, well, I don't want to stay because everyone's looking at me funny. Yeah? We set the tone. And then allowed me to skip out early. You setting the tone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, look, in that's crap, we're going to talk about free-to-air footy and sobriety at the football. So that's oh. all very sort of footy-centric, isn't it? It is a little bit today because we are, we were excited about the footy the other day when we went, but I did go sober and I'll tell you what, oh, it's uh, a bit of last time. <laughs> uh, and our special guest tonight is Karanda Sayat. Yeah, well, actually, Karanda's a guy who's just come across my radar recently. We'll talk about how, but uh, quite an interesting guy. I looked him up today because mm. I didn't know much about him. He contacted me to ask me to judge at a film festival that he's running, mm-hmm. and I just Googled him, and, geez, he's done some stuff, Tim. Is that right? Well, I don't want to preempt it, but he's done some stuff. Mate, I can't wait. I am positively quivering with excitement. Okay, excellent. Yeah, it so, went the other day. That's, <laughs> so, look, you know... Fill the bath up with radox, slip yourself in because it's time for fat and ginger. Put your blame on me. And that was somebody with human. I don't know who it was. I was out making a coffee, so yeah, I don't know. Oh, the Rag and Bone Man. Oh, what sort of a name is Rag and Bone Man for a oh, band, mate? Oh, from London, maybe? That's got a very sort of London feel about well, it. I would have said Ethiopia, but I might be wrong. Nice, nice. Are we able to say that? Nah, probably not. Hello to our Ethiopian friends. Actually, I went to, uh, the other day, I went to a festival in Tassie called Dark Mofo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost by accident, I ended up there. And there was a massive, massive food hall, and they had Ethiopian food, Tim. Yeah, good. And it was sensational, yeah, mate. Good. Did you have the coffee? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Our good friend Sam Gabriel Celesi raves about their coffee. Really? He does. Okay. So he keeps saying he's going to invite us in to have it in Melbourne sometime, but mm. he keeps pumping my calls. Yeah, yeah. So, do you get that a lot? I do, yeah. yeah I know, something must be wrong with the mobile network getting around. But I, I think it is. I think it's that loses reception when your head gets yeah, in yeah. Now, look, I want to get this out of the way first, if that's all right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit like taking off a Band-Aid or, <laughs> excuse me, taking your medicine. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Saturday. Oh, I don't think you need to talk about it like that. Let's make it fun for you, Tim. Look, look, let's be, be upbeat. Come okay, on. Hang on. All right. It's a, it's a fun show. We want people to like this show. We don't want them to be down and morose like you Shut were the other day. Hang on, hang on. For all but about three minutes of the game, you were the saddest person in the world. 
in yep. the world. And before all but 30 seconds of a race, Steve Bradbury was coming dead last, he was, my friend. I, was, I don't think it was even the last 30 seconds. Was about Ten, last five ten. seconds. Look. Yeah, but nobody remembers that. All they remember is who won, Tim. Anyway. And that's so, the important part. Are you done? Can I talk about what happened? Sorry, mate. All right. So, anyway, so we went to the football together. You very kindly got me some tickets into, because it was kind of weird, because even though it was at the MCG, it was a Geelong home game. So, you got me some tickets uh, into where we sat. Into the yeah, social, we went. Yeah, yeah, And I, I knew it was going to be a tough afternoon when, because I don't actually have any Richmond memorabilia, you know, paraphernalia to wear. Yeah, well, and, we and, could I, talk about the social and, club, because it was, a, it was yeah. a guest pass. It was a guest pass, yeah. So, yeah. And I wanted to buy myself a Richmond scarf so that I could, yeah. you know, show my loyalties. Yeah. And I was forbidden yes. from, from Well, it's such a long social club, mate. You don't come in there with your Richmond gear on, although a few other people did. Yeah, I was going to say, plenty of <laughs> I, It was like I said, Tim, you can't, mate. They'll kick you out for that. And you've gone, oh, fair enough, no worries. <laughs> and then we got in there, there's about 30 people with Richmond stuff yeah, on. Right. I said, oh, I just said it just to stop you getting one. That's all I wanted. Couldn't have you buy one. Yeah, yeah kind of that. Money, hey, so. last time you were in the social club with me, we put you in a Geelong scarf. Remember that? I think that actually came up in my Facebook memories the other day. Did it really? It's a terrible photo. That would be the only time you would remember it because you were blind, my friend. I can't recall. Yeah. <laughs> remember true. you lost your phone that night? No, I'm a jacket. And your jacket. That, yeah. That's the last picture of me in that beautiful Katmandu jacket. Yeah, it's gone forever. Gone forever. Never made it back. Now, yeah. so anyway, but what I must say was the seats that we sat in were spectacular. They we were, were liter- good, yeah. We were literally right behind the goal at, I don't know what end that, e- that is. Yeah, you, you were one of the people clamouring for the footy when they kicked the goal well, from the goal Tom square. Lynch kicked one in the first quarter, one of about two, I think, that we kicked in the first quarter, yeah. and that landed about a metre and a half to my right. Yeah, did and you so, go for it? No, I didn't. No, I don't, not? Well, I don't move as quick as I used to. <laughs> so, but, it's like a metre and a half. Eh, no, eh, it's, can't a, be it's, bothered. A, it's a footy. I've seen one before. Yeah. Yeah. But look, um, they were fantastic seats and really enjoyed Did them. you like the photo I posted of you, though? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. We, well, see, behind him because at half time Tim uh, was sitting there by himself, and I went up behind him and took a photo. It was just him by himself on his lonesome, and I posted it saying uh, they made Tim sit up the back because no one could see past him. So go on the Facebook page, like the Fat and Ginger Facebook. Yeah, page. Yeah, it's all there. You'll see about fourteen posts from the game. So the, the one that's got me in the most trouble was <coughs> sorry, the early crow. Me, was the early crow because. Yeah. It, just after three-quarter time, we'd kicked a couple of goals. We were... You hit the front, a couple of points up. But we no, we were a few points in front. We were about 16 points in front at one stage, weren't we? Not in the... No, in, at, at three-quarter time, I don't think it was. No, we could look just, that up. Just, just after. It was just under a goal at three-quarter time. Yeah, it was. Uh... But, yeah, halfway through the, the last quarter, you were out to 17 points. Yeah, because we kicked the first two goals, I think, of the last quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah push you and out. And you were, you were at yourself saying, that's it, well, we, one we're going. You know, it's the same old script, the Geelong-Richmond games, as the, the prelim final of 19, the grand final of 20. We come out in the first half looking like champions. We smash you guys. We don't put you away. We give you a little sniff, and then you guys come out because you know you can. That's right. And I, I said to you, if, if this script's going to go the same, mate, I can just feel it. That's it. And everything went that way. That did. Except the last uh, seven or eight minutes. Yeah, I would say, yeah, 10 minutes, that's right. And anyway, so I'll put this out on social media because that's what you do. And boy, oh boy, have I got some vitriol. And I know I use that that word a lot on this show, but it was. It was. Because living and working in Geelong, and when you're not a Geelong fan. Yeah, it'd be a nightmare, mate. Everyone brags for, most people brag for Geelong, and Geelong fans aren't known for their... You know, football, what would you call it? They're not very uh, sort of not, e- not, e- even-handed. Yeah, it's not right. To footy. There's only one team out there. That's right. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and in fairness, where I was sitting, so I was sitting directly above the Geelong cheer squad and I was surrounded by Geelong social club members. Mm. So I was 
deep in enemy territory. Yeah, exactly right. And, and you, you, look, I, I like the early crow. I do it all the time. Sometimes I do it after the first goal. It's fun, isn't it, though? Yeah, it's because you, you open yourself up, yeah. right? If you don't play well, fair enough. You've got to cop it. Yeah. You've got to be able to cop it. But I like going early. Yeah. And then if it holds and you go on and win the game, you've called it early, mate. You're a champion. What I love about the photo that I took was, because you, in fairness to you, you didn't sook or anything or, or get aggro about the game at one stage, right? We had a great time. It was yeah, really no, good we did me. have fun. Yeah. But I managed to catch you at the one time that you were looking seriously- Depressed. And a bit depressed forward at the it game. It wasn't the game. I didn't even notice that. I was just looking at a bloke in front of me having a beer. <laughs> we'll get to that later Yeah, on. we will get yeah. to that. God, but, um, it's look, killing me. Like that photo's gone off. It's had about 80, 90 likes on the Fat yeah. Ginger page. People have commented. We'll read some of those comments Just me later. stressed. My daughter's sitting next to me looking stressed yeah, as well. Yeah, I've got you both looking stressed. It was yeah. fantastic. And, and look, I did turn to you at one stage. I think you guys got three goals up, and you know, I had to get back for a gig in yeah. Geelong that night. That's what you said. Let's go. And yeah. I said, look... If, if you guys get the next goal, we're going to have to go. It's not, I'm not trying to be a spoil sport. No, no, no. no, but, no. but I did have to leave. I was supposed to start playing at seven. The game finished at 10 past. Mm. So I didn't know that I had to rush back. And I did say to you, and I texted me, oh, man, and said, look, if Richmond get the next goal, we're out of here. Yep, yep. Um, it never came. No, it didn't come. It never came. And then uh, even when you guys hit the front with about a minute to go. Uh, Morris Rowley Jr., I think. Yeah, just kicked that goal, took a nice mark. And I remember turning to you and saying, well, it's been such a great game. You can't be that upset. No. You know, like and it, it, but it, it's true, though. It was that sort of game. Like yeah. every Richmond supporter I spoke to just said, well, it was a ripping game. It was. It was a game. Look, without, I know. Game more, of the year. Yeah. Our loyalties are for the two teams that were playing, but it's got to be team. Well, other people say that too. Yeah, yeah. it was a game of the year. Um, but uh, look, oh, we've got to talk about the, the backlash. Now, mm. Tim. Mm. Well, I appreciate you going early. It was Thanks, an early mate. crow, but yep. like I said, if you do happen to go early, yep. you've got to be prepared for what comes next. And, and I did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I loved every second of it. And I like you trying to worm your way out of it, going, oh, well, football's a winner today. <laughs> and I was right, going, well, more te- technically. Yeah, more technically, yeah, more correctly. Geelong's a winner. Yeah, that's right. You're the loser. Uh, yeah. No, it was good. And people had some pretty funny things to say. Oh, look, and, and everyone, you know, people a lot of work with, you know, you know I like to talk a big game at times, and they were all over it. And yeah, it's all good fun. Isn't it, it is good fun, and that's what footy's all about, mate. I mean, you bringing illegal. people together and giving each other shit. <laughs> you illegally took out one of our players early, which probably swung the course of the game. Yeah, I'm so. going to talk about that later <laughs> too. That's there's a bloke who who has gone to no, town on that. Know, yeah, and he hasn't got the best track record himself. It's, and, a, bit like Eric, it's a bit like Eric Cantona coming out in the Premier League and going, "Oh, I'm not down for this dirty play stuff." Yeah, Come yeah, on, mate. yeah. Let's see you go courtside, yeah. <laughs> Eric right. Cantona. Um, should we have a song? Um, what's the right? Yeah, I think we've probably talked about it enough. I, I'm going to let you off. Yeah. And plus, we're going to talk about it a lot throughout the show, yeah, so we're going to keep coming again. back to it. That's right. But uh, look, as uh, Geelong was on fire, would you call Geelong a pretty sexy team? Would you say that? No, I would not say that. You wouldn't say that? Not at all. They played sexy football the other no, night, No, they didn't. Tim. They were lucky. Well, they were on fire. Uh, sex is on fire by... Who's it by? Uh, that was Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. Of course it is. Oh, I should know that. Kings of Leon. Come no, on, Tim. Great song. Great song. I actually enjoyed that. There you go. You did. It's written in the last 20 years and I enjoyed it. There you go. Yeah. This is not a first. No, that's right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're here discussing a, a tight Geelong win over Richmond. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. we had a, 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 song from, yet. Yeah. a song from the last 20 years that you actually you approved of. Yeah. Despite its strong venereal disease connotations. Well, while we're on uh, first or new things happening, go on. I've got a little topic tonight. Now, go I've on. watched a couple of really good films lately and there hasn't been many 
over the last few years since COVID hit. <laughs> no. You know, you know the Oscar winner over the last two years, and I'm, I'm I'm guessing at this that one where the lady's in a trailer park and she goes around Nomad Land. Not shocking heard. film. Really? One, one best. And I won't say shocking. It was no, mildly entertaining, right. uh, but it won Best Picture. Mm. And then last year's one was uh, Coda, which was a good film, but it was up Coda. against crap like Power of the Dog. And there's just some crap being made, right? Yeah. And and that's fair enough because the uh, COVID's hit. The only people that can keep things going are the big, massive productions that have spent hundreds of millions of dollars. Who are run by accountants. Who are run by accountants. Yep. And, you know, they can afford to do it. The smaller productions, which usually make good films, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But I have mm. watched two great films in the last few weeks that I want to talk about because their stars, Nicolas Cage and Adam Sandler, uh, have been wiped. Now, I'm excited to hear you talk about movies because that is one of your... It is one of my passions. One of your passions, and I think we need to get you know your passions. Well, All right, well, some of your passions. Well, out there. well this is the thing. Right? I, yeah. I, I was thinking about what I'm going to talk about, and too much times we come on here and we whinge. We do. We do. We can. We, we whinge, yeah. don't we, Tim? We do. We're happy to wear it. That's we what we do. Yeah, you know, right. we've got a, so a bleak outlook of the world where we're overweight. We're a bit pudgy. No one really likes us. You know, sexually anymore. Um, you know, we, we we don't have a lot of friends. I saw a photo um, of myself the other day. I've got to show it to you during a song. Oh, really? Photo of myself. Can you show there. me down? Oh, yeah, please. Just keep talking. Uh, you, you, do you find it? Well, uh, yeah. that what I'm saying is that we. I, I didn't want to win. I wanted to come up with something that actually builds people up. Right. And it couldn't be you. <laughs> oh, you got to post that on the, fat, that? the fat Ginger page. That's great, mate. That is the worst one. That is that, be, that's the worst one I've seen of you. That is going to be my inspiration. I'm, I'm going on holidays next week. <laughs> so don't talk about inspiration. No, week. Can you show me that again? That's great. <laughs> Oh, uh, can I just describe this? Go on. This is Tim in little shorts and an exercise T-shirt with a blue headband and matching wristbands. I don't know yeah. where they come from, but yeah. they're Wiggles colour blue. And I don't know. You, I don't know if you knew the photo was about to be taken. I did not. But it's not the most flattery. Not the most flattery. It's appalling. <laughs> there's a massive tree behind you, like a proper big oak tree, and you can nearly not see it. Shut up. That's how big. Uh, anyway, so yeah. like I said, I'm here to build people up, not tear them down. So we'll, we'll post on the Fat and Ginger web on the Facebook page. That's a great photo for before and after. If that's what I'm using for. Like when you. Um, when they pose with an enormous pair of pants. Yes. And then they... Just stop. Yeah. Keep going with your topic. I'm interested to hear what you Okay, so say. back to the films. Right. So, Nicolas Cage, the bloke was an absolute superstar in the 90s. Yeah, he won an Oscar, had some of the best action films what going around. What did he won an Oscar for? He won an Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, of course. Best actor yeah, yeah, when he played yeah. the yep. drunk. Yep. Uh, great film. Um, you know, it was, was a, an action superstar with things like Con Air, Face Off. Uh, it just, just was... Lord of War was a fantastic Lord of movie. War, mate. He just had great film after yep. great film. And then, oh, I don't know what happened. But I think he hit hard times, and he just started like he didn't say no to anything. Mm. He just started making crap, uh, bad films that went straight to video, all that sort of stuff. And it's basically been written off over the last ten years. He made a film that wasn't too bad recently called Pig, mm -hmm. and it was all right. It mm. showed he, he showed that he could still act. Right. Like the film wasn't great, like it wasn't like a classic, but he was good in it. Yep. And then he just started in a film as himself. Is that good? Is it? Yeah. Which is called The Unbearable Weight of Talent. I've seen the trailer and it looks fantastic. It was great. 
Yeah, okay. It was great. And it really showcased him as an actor. And apparently it's brought him back. Like he started yeah, okay. getting big roles again because people are sort of going, oh, yeah, Nicolas yeah. Cage is still around. Now, same can be said for Adam Sandler, one of my favorites in the 90s. He had some good comedies. He had some bad comedies. Yeah. But he generally made some great films like Happy yep. Gilmore, Billy Madison, The Old Wedding Conic. Singer, uh, say, 50 yep. First Dates. Yeah, he was great, right? Yep. And over the last 10 years has just churned out at, like, not even bad films, like garbage. Dross. He, he did a, a deal with Netflix where he was going to make films. Did exclusively he? for them. He got paid a lot of money. And some of the films he put out, like five, ten minutes in, I, I couldn't even watch anymore. Really? Like they were that bad. Like really. And you do watch some tripe too. Real, yeah, of course. I try and watch <laughs> most things, Tim. Uh, but they, they were unwatchable. And you'd almost written him off as well. Yeah. And he bought out a film on Netflix recently called Hustle. Have you heard about this? Oh, I've heard of it. Now, I don't know much about it. It's a, a basketball-based movie where he's a scout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think LeBron James is one of the producers of it. Okay. And they do use a lot of a lot of NBA players who mm. have cameos. And it was just a real great sports film. You know, like, right. like the old-fashioned yeah. sports films. You know, he goes over, he finds this young kid who's a good basketballer, takes a chance on him, and even though that his boss doesn't want him to. Yeah. Just a really great film. Uh, funny, heartwarming. And I thought, he shouldn't do comedies anymore, mate. He should just stick to serious acting because okay, he's actually yeah. quite a good actor. He did another one before that. It's like they get one that gets him back on track called Uncut Gems, right. which is an absolute classic, Tim. Right. An absolute classic. Not heard of it. No, it's, it's not a comedy. No, That's no. what I mean. You shouldn't do comedies anymore. It's a serious film, and it was an absolute ripper. It came from nowhere. Everyone just thought, oh, Adam Sandler, I don't even really want to watch it. But yeah. I gave it a go, and it blew me away. Okay. And So he's back. Nick Cage is back. I'm thinking, like, who's next? Uh, there's another film called uh, – I haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to comment on it, but uh, everyone's talking about Michelle Yao. Is that how I pronounce her name? Don't know. She was a Bond girl at one stage. Right. She's been, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's in a film called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And I'm dying to see it. Okay. I've just got my hands on a copy of it, so I will watch it over the next couple of days. And, yeah, she's back as well. So it's good okay. to see these old 90s actors yep. who have been in the wilderness for 10 years well, starting to come back. Other big ones uh, from our youth, John Travolta, his role in Pulp Fiction brought him back from the acting wilderness. Well, that's right. Yeah, Bruce Willis is the same film. Uh, Yeah, they do make little comebacks. They do. And then they generally wander off into obscurity again. They do. John Um, Travolta did a few more things, I suppose. Yeah, but he hasn't done much lately, has he? My question is, what's Nicole Kidman going to do to bring herself back? Is she one that's ever left, though? Like, she was... Oh, come on. She's made some terrible films. Oh, look, she has. But, I mean, she's still in that range of people that you'd call a Hollywood star. I think she'd still get uh, the big films. I challenge you to watch Margot at the wedding. Yeah, I know. You always come back to that one. But that was was 2006, Tim. You've got to let it go. Hang on. I'm allowed to have my demons about that film. (laughs) I know. You you bring it up most days. You know when a film's about nothing? Yeah. Like, you're not actually sure what the plot of the film is. It's just oh, about yeah, yeah. the general... It's a bit like a Tim Winton book, right? It's just about yeah. the general goings-on of life. And you go, hang on, I live life. I'm out there. I, I want to escape, and I want to know about orcs and if you, Star Wars <laughs> and the Millennium Falcon. I want to get out of here for a not, not real life. No. If you want to watch a film about nothing, there's, there's one that's topping a lot of... And this is what I'm talking about, how bad films are at the moment. There's one that's topping a lot of uh, critics' best film of the year so far mm. called Licorice Pizza. Okay. And it's made from a really good filmmaker, the guy behind Magnolia, Boogie Nights... His name's uh, Wes, Paul Wes Anderson. Okay. Paul, hang on, I might, be, I might have mucked his name out there. Paul Anderson. Wes Anderson's a different guy. Paul yeah. Anderson. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. That's right. his name. So uh, he uh, has brought out this movie called Licorice Pizza. I was looking forward to it. I'm a fan of him. 
woeful. Again, Literally. just a film about nothing. Nothing happens. The plot doesn't go anywhere. And people are lauding it as this great piece of art. And you go, yeah, yeah you know, art's subjective, isn't it? Do you know what happens, though, is they get in a room full of people, right? And yeah. one person goes, I really like that. And the other people go... I don't, it's like the Emperor's New Clothes, yeah, isn't it? I, yeah. I should like it too because he liked it. Yeah. And then the girl that I like liked it, so I'll say I like it as well. And before yeah. you know it, you've got 20 Look, critics who all like it. If there was a girl that I liked that liked it, I would like it too. Yeah, that's but right. But there's yeah. no one I know that likes it. No. And I don't really know any girls. No, so. that's right. No, that's right. We've got to work um, on that for you. Yeah, thanks, um, mate. That'd be good. I think we should have a song and move on with the show. Yeah, well, I, I just hope that there's a few others that, that come up as well. So who yeah. would you like to see bounce back, Tim? That's what I was going to ask you Philip as a question. Samuel Hoffman? Well, he's not going to bounce back too far, is he? Uh, he's uh, he's going underground now. Very good. Yeah. Now I've got to say though, he had a great range, didn't he? He played. Oh, he was brilliant. He was a fantastic. I actor. loved him as a, some of his great films, even as far back as uh, what was the one with Al Pacino, Son of a Woman. Oh wow, yeah. He was the yeah. kid in that 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 that's true. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. tried to um, get Charlie expelled. Now I had someone once say that if I was to be in a movie, if there was to be a movie about my life, that he would play it. He would play me. So yeah. I'm not, you know. I'm, well, apparently he was preparing for the role. Tim was he? He was doing a lot of cocaine. Right. And he was doing a lot of uh, hard drugs, and you think, oh, that's just his lifestyle, yeah. mate. But he was actually trying to make his head expand oh, to be able right? to play you. Yeah, okay. So uh, he just, yeah, it was too much for him. Yeah, so you, there you go. You are original. You, you are unique. You realize, You're a butterfly. <laughs> you realise that you've almost had your quota of head jokes of this show. Yeah, I'm up to two or three, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, you are. Play a song yeah. and let's come back. Well, hang on. We're still going here. Stop trying to get to a song all the time, Tim. I'm still going here. Okay, well, let's go. Well, who else would you like to see bounce back? Like a proper, who was good in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Or, or early 2000s that you haven't se- seen from for ages. Alan Rickman. He's dead too. Oh, right. Try sorry. and pick someone who's not dead. Sorry, I'm mucking What about him. Freddie Prince Jr.? Do you remember him? Yeah, I do. What happened yeah. to him? I don't know. No. I haven't heard from him. Uh, Seth, no, he's still around, isn't he? The big Macaulay fan. Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. He yeah. could bounce back. He could bounce, could bounce all over the room. Although his partner's dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, will, I would have said Joe Pesci, but he made The Irishman. Yeah, he was all right in that. So, he disappeared off the scene for a while, didn't but, he? You know, it's funny. We talk about them disappearing, but you know, if, I, if I had $20 million and never had to work again, I'd disappear You'd as disappear. well. <laughs> <laughs> Although $20 million doesn't get you far when you're in the uh, showbiz world. No, what about true. Will Smith? Would you like to see him bounce back? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, really. I mean, you know, I still probably... That was pretty raw. Pretty, I don't know whether it was set up still. I'm not 100% No, no, sure. definitely not set up. Like, Definitely 100% not okay. set up. He was off it's his, ruined his career. Why would he set it up? Yeah, true. But it was, he was off his face, right? Was he? I reckon he was. Oh, there's no evidence of that. You're just <laughs> no, saying that. No, no evidence. I'm sitting in a studio here in Geelong and yeah. say whatever I want. Um, Mr. Smith, we'd like to- <laughs> If you want to come on the show and say I'm Yeah, wrong, well, you know, we'll, we'll extend that invitation. Um, oh, I don't- Imagine really. he just walked, turned up and slapped you and walked out. He's a big guy too. Yeah. It'd hurt. Yeah. yeah. Well, he Imagine. wouldn't break the- No, that's no, right. No more head jokes. Um, <laughs> Because Chris Rock, the, the, that's one of the things I don't like about it, is Chris Rock's not a big guy, and Will Anderson was a big guy. If it was The Rock- Who was? W- Chris Rock, who made the joke. Yeah, and who was a big guy? Will Smith. I thought you said Will Anderson. I probably did, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith is a big guy. Yeah. And so, let's say if it was and, and he was standing there with his hands behind his back. That's right. What if, what if John Senna had said that, or, or Dwayne The or Rock? Or The Rock. Or The Rock had the, said a that. A different Rock, not that's Chris. Right. No, the, the Rock. The Rock. Yeah. Like, would he have been as quick to go up and I, slap I don't him? think he would have. No, that's right. No. No. So, anyway, I just think it was, you know- just pull your head in. Well, I'd like to see him make a comeback. Maybe Ali too. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What, the later years? Uh, yeah. 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 Um, that's once he's copped a few knocks ahead. I want to we'll see. Get, uh, method acting. We'll get Chris Rock to stand there and belt him a few, a few times. Of his mates, yeah. All right, I've got one for you. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Oh, I'd yeah. like to see him come back. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen him interviewed, mm. but he is a great 
interviewee. Like, he, he, he doesn't subscribe to all the Hollywood stuff. He just keeps it real. Uh, he's a very, very intelligent man, mm. but he doesn't make any films anymore. But again, probably the same thing, right? If you're worth millions upon millions upon millions, mm. and you go, oh, well, don't have to work, don't have to spend three or four months, you know, get up at four o'clock in the morning to do makeup every day, you know. Every yeah, day. true. Yeah. Just sit at home in my mansion and- well, How do we get to that off. point, Tim? I don't know, but maybe this is the start of something massive for us. Yeah. At the right. ages of, what are you, 43 and I'm 44. So. Come on, mate. You know I'm not. What are you? 42. Sorry. I'm going to play the song now. <laughs> Sponsor. And you're back with uh, Fat and Ginger here on 94.7 Pulse FM. And I think it's time, Luke, if you've got it ready to hear from Aaron the Angry Tradie. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. All right. Do we have to? Yeah. It's the last one. It's the last one. He's, right. uh, he's too angry to do these anymore. Yeah, this is the, the little skit that nobody looks forward to, at least oh, of all me. It's off. Tuesday, 28th of June, 2022. I haven't smiled all week to anyone at all. And this afternoon, I gave an old lady a massive blast of my horn because you didn't take off quick enough at the lights. After that, I overtook her really fast and glared at her. It felt sensational. Angry man. Well, he is, mate. Yeah, he probably has to listen to his own segments. And now, That's look, what made him angry. I would say, uh, now, this is a long shot given that we don't have a lot of people get in touch with the show, but if you want to hear more from Aaron the Angry Tradie, get in touch with us via the Facebook page, Messenger on the Facebook page, yeah. or give us a call on 52259... No, sorry. Well, I just hate. just come in and see us. Like, yeah. Tim's address is 328 <laughs> That's right. Ling Street That's right. in Leopold. That's discombobulator Street. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if you want to hear more, let me know. Yeah. In fact, just Anyone who wants to hear more of that, I don't really want to speak to them. Just get in touch with us. Yeah, touch base. Yeah. So hang on. Five, touch, touch base with Tim. Hang on. 52251947. Yeah, but just pump his ties up a little bit. Yeah, Tell him on, you liked you. it. That's right. Give him a big head. That's right. All right, so now, um, can we play the jingle for Mailbag? Okay, we can. Have we got Mailbag this week? Well, we've, in a way we have, because we've got a lot of comments that were written on that post that I posted at three quarter right, time. let's play the jingle. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. Yes, it is. And I'm excited this week because, really, pretty much it's all just about me. So It's all just bagging you, isn't it? It is. So the first one is from uh, Frank in... Belmont, I think he is. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know where Frank. I don't know where Frank lives actually, but I know Frank well. He's a good man. Comes to a few of our comedy shows. Lovely guy. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, uh, you will. I'll tell you. Okay. Um, but uh, he says the early crow has held caption this because what I did was I posted um, that. Picture. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I posted the picture saying no caption required. Yeah, it just made looking smug. Anyway, yeah. so he's written after the game. Early crow has held caption this. Enjoy the trip back down the freeway with Luke Massey. Yeah, yeah. it was good, wasn't it? It was good. It yeah. was good. Just um, playing and feel the interviews and all that sort of that's stuff. That's it. If I had the theme. Song, I would have played it, but yeah, uh, have it. So let's see. Uh, <laughs> another one from Frank later on says, Hi Luke, please take a photo of Tim's face now. So yeah, I didn't bring my big lens, uh, yeah, very so good. I couldn't yeah, do that. But uh, I have ordered one, yeah, from one of the satellites orbiting the earth to yeah, see yeah, if we can get uh, that. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Andrew Pierce, Andy Pierce, right yeah. from Adelaide, he's an ex uh, Geelong boy. He is, uh, he wrote, It's the last three minutes that count Tim Young, go cats. And go Saints tonight. So one from two there for for Andy. Yeah, well, he probably a little bit disappointed. Yeah, he had, he had a great three minutes followed by disappointment. Oh, is that the story for Andy generally? Would you think? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to take that with Andy. Yeah, we'll have to good, ask him. Good guy. Um, one here from from El Massey. 
Because on the, I, I posted on my own profile saying, uh, "What do they call the third quarter?" Yeah. And then El Massey from uh, Mountain Aid said, "It's called the third quarter for a reason, Tim." And then uh, Reed from Geelong wrote, uh, <laughs> "Luke Massey, I've heard it's a game of two halves and four quarters." So a luminary there, Reed. I don't know yeah. where that comes from, but he yeah. said it here in the public domain. So I'm gonna. So you're, gonna re- you're just reading stuff yes. off Facebook now. Uh, this isn't even mailbag. This is facebag. It, it is facebag this yeah. week. But you know, it's a modern, ever-evolving world in which we. Yeah, have. it's okay. We've got to get digital at some stage. Uh, Jared said uh, he might be able to use this as a bit of material Tuesday night on the Pulse. The wow. early crow segment. The early crow segment. So you Jared, could be the first recipient. It. Uh, Dawn said, Dawn from Geelong said, Pride cometh before the fall. Yeah, good on you, Dawn. Uh, and Brad from. Dawn comes before the dark, too. No, it doesn't. Comes before... Dawn's the daylight. I suppose technically it does, but a very long time yeah. before the dark. Yeah, okay. I mucked that up, didn't I? That's right. Maybe think Dawn of... comes after the dark, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. on you, Dawn. So Brad from Brisbane wrote, Tim, 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 mate, after being an avid Reds at Wallabies and sporting follower. I learnt hard and fast that you simply cannot gob off until the ref puts his whistle back in the bag. There you so, go. Good advice from Brad. Yeah, but which you dismissed immediately and yeah, just kept I, going about your business. And my ex-history teacher from school, uh, Mr Newbury, who's a massive, massive Geelong fan, just wrote, too soon. And he's right, it was too soon. So there you go, that's mailbag for this week. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so, uh, I like this week's mailbag because it was all directed at you. That's right. Uh, if it, it, we were literally one kick away or 40 seconds away, depending on which way you want to look at it, mm. from all that directed at me. That's Instead, right. Instead, I'm skipping between the raindrops and you're just copying a blast, my friend. Yeah, that's right. That, I'll, I'll so, answer that. So, look, uh, how about we have a song and then come back for new tickets for Force Night Out? Okay. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do that tonight, aren't we? Okay. Let's, be, uh, let's get a bit of jump, a bit oh. of crisscross. To get the boys out of their comfort zone and broaden their horizons with a fast night out. Yes, great work there from Olga. Olga, I hope she's. I haven't heard from her. Nah, she's all right. She's all. Is good. she all right? Yeah, she's a win- she's a survivor. You, right. You've heard from her though. Have you actually spoken to her in the last nah. few weeks? Nah, she doesn't speak to me. No, no, no. no I was ringing her. Yeah, of a night. Even she bumps you calls. No, no, she was taking them, but it was costing me four ninety five a minute. <laughs> So we have got a, a fresh round of uh, Force Night Out. So I, as listeners may or may not know, I was sent off to a rave in Fitzroy. Yeah, which it lasted about what? Well, out, be honest, you didn't out. you didn't stay ninety minutes, did you? Yeah. Because I rang oh. you after sixty, and you were saying oh, I might get going soon. Yeah. I reckon you got off the phone and walked straight out. It wasn't far off that. <laughs> 66 minutes or something. So uh, I did a, a period of time at my rave and you yeah. did, you did, I think, 20 and minutes. A, and an undisclosed period of time yeah. at mine. Yeah. So we didn't cover ourselves in glory. in the. And even time. like, I've had people say to me, what's the point? If you're not going to stick to it, what's the point? Well, hang on. But who had no, look, you've gone straight up giving me nine hours of rave. Yeah, well, I didn't know that there was a, a rule around that, yeah. you know. And, and I did say you didn't have to, you only had to go to 12, Tim. I rang you on the way, said 9 till 12. You weren't there, man. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> that was the 60s, man. So, um, we got some ground rules, which I think we need to agree yeah, on. Yeah, let's, let's get so, them all established now. And, 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 and there's got to be penalty for breaking them. We went over them. Not just, oh, you have to go to another thing. Yeah, we went over them last week, right? So, it yep. uh, has to finish before midnight. Yep. It has, can't be more than three hours long. Right. Um, and can't be any further than Melbourne. Yeah, that's say right. That. Yeah, spot now, on. Now, I'm going to bring this in. Yeah. If you... Leave early, right. chicken out, yeah. or do any of that sort of th- things. If you go outside the rules that we've established tonight, mm. you have to donate $100 to charity. Okay. Of the other person's choice. Agreed. 
Oh, shake, shake on that yeah, right now. Right Beautiful. We've shaken on that, um, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Okay. With that in mind, yep. Luke, would you like to go first? Okay, I would, Tim. Thank you. Now, I thought about this, why and I know- why, why is there like a dozen people out there? I don't know. They're all coming. They've all come. They're all. I thought they were just like using the facilities and stuff, but they're all staring in like we're in a zoo. Like, well, have you ever seen people who look like that? That's right. Yeah. yeah Sorry, mate. I, I interrupted your place. No, that's okay. On. No worries at all. Um, so we've got. I, I thought about this. Like last time, I sent you to a, a drag rave, mm. right? And it was just to to get you out of your comfort zone, maybe listen to some good DJs and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, you you weren't interested. No. But I thought maybe it wasn't the music. Maybe it wasn't even the, the people that were there. Mm. I thought maybe because it was just so late and you were in a foreign place. Because I know you like to be tucked in by 7.30 with yep. a shawl and a blankie, a little uh, cup of tea. Uh. And you like to watch like LOLO or one of those old shows. That's where you're at. So <laughs> Dad's army. <laughs> Dad's army. So I've given you yeah. something you can do from home, Tim. Okay, great. Is that, is that great? No, I love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I'm thinking of you. I'm trying to expand your horizons without expanding your travel. Get on with it. So- we have here a Zoom, a two-hour Zoom chat. Hey, hey, ooh, ooh, hang on. Do I actually have to be involved in this? Uh, or do I just watch it? No, no, you have to be involved. Yeah, this yeah. is the part of it. Like, I've signed you up for it. Um, so, hang on. I'm just going to bring it up here. So, you've got tickets, Tim, to on Sunday the 10th of July, right, from 4 o'clock till 6 o'clock. So, reasonable hours. Only two hours. Two. I could have gone three. I've gone two. You are going to join my friend. The Happy Knitting Group, right? <laughs> and I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a, uh, a rundown. Great. That's awesome. They're an inter- a lively, oh, I doubt they're lively. I nearly swore then. <laughs> we are a lively international group who consider each other, show our knitting and offer tips, right? So there's a Zoom link. Now, there's some terms and conditions. Knitting is what we are about. We pass on tips, show that we are what we are doing and learn new techniques, Tim. Hang on. So, but I don't, I, right, I don't knit. I don't own any knitting paraphernalia. Well, they don't know that. But uh, hang on, they're going to go, well, Tim, what have you got to show us for the knitting? Well, you're going to have to get some knitting paraphernalia in that time. Surely you know that there is such a thing as knitting. Yeah. You can, you can nip down to Spotlight, get yourself a couple of needles. Oh, I hate Spotlight yeah. so much. Yeah, just remember, they're not those sort of needles. Now, wherever you are in the world, you can join us. These are people from all over the world, Tim. I'm expanding your horizons, my friend. Um, so, your camera and your sound must be on at all times, it says here. Right? <laughs> does it say that? It does say that. Look, I'll no, show you I'll that. believe it. I'll believe it. So right. The name you log on with must be the same name you registered on your ticket. Well, I didn't include your middle name, which Thank I you. found out recently was Tenant. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's a good one. If you do not turn up and have... You have not cancelled your ticket, and any any further tickets will be cancelled. So if you cancel on them, they'll cancel on you, Tim. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> rough. The knitting community, mate, they don't take any crap. <laughs> that's not being banned from so, being punched in the face for the rest of your life. Um, okay, no, that, look, do you know what? That's that's all right. It, oh, just, it's going to be embarrassing, though, because then I'll say, well, Tim, what have you knitted? And I'm going to go, nothing. Well, you're going to have to prep, my, my friend, yeah, if you, to save embarrassment. Now, last time, I'm I told you, I told you, right, you're going to the drag rave, dress up, or you're going to be out of place. You refuse to do it. You wouldn't listen to anyone, and then you walk there and wonder why everyone's staring at you. So take my advice this time, Tim. If you're going to get on to a two-hour knitting group on Zoom with people who, from knitters from all over the world, Tim, knitters from all over the world, you know, they could be anywhere. In New Zealand, they probably knit straight off the sheep. Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Yeah, they're probably Barcelona. knitting off their wife's moustache or something. I don't know. So what you need to do, right, is prep. Prep, prep, prep. You bash it up. What are the six piece? Oh, what are the six piece, Tim? Same with me. Prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Exactly, my friend. Now, with that in mind, with yes. that in mind, so I, I accept that. That's do you know what? That's better than the rave. That'll actually at least be entertaining. So yeah. In, I, 
I'm conscious that you're a busy, busy man. Yes. You're with various things on, whatever, you know, and I want to keep you here local. So I've gone something. That's nice. I've gone something in Geelong. Thank you. And I know you're a fan of the spoken word. Oh, no. All right. You're a comedian, <laughs> you're a musician, but I thought it's time to broaden your poetic horizons. Okay. So I'm sending you to lowercase poetry, and they're doing oh, no. the mirror. And that is pretty much an open mic poetry night here in Geelong. Wow. And uh, I'll just, Can I get up? Hey, absolutely. I've got a couple of limericks yeah. that I think might go all right. That's, it's got to be original, though. Yeah, okay. It's got to be original. So, uh, mirror, mirror on the wall, here's the best poetry night of all. They talk a big game. Yeah. A lowercase is back in July at our new wonderful home, Medusa, which is a bar here in Geelong. I'm not familiar with it's it. A, it's a bar, you, you say? Be, yeah, so there'll be alcohol. So, when is this? Uh, Thursday, Thursday the 19th. Oh, it's just inside my... Six weeks, damn it. What a, sh- what a I shame. I might have to reduce the six weeks to about five and a uh, half. Uh, join us to listen or to share on the theme of The Mirror, any of your new original work. So it's got to be your work. Uh, gold mm-hmm. coin donation entry to the uh, whatever that is, and I'll give you the gold coins. To I was going to say, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not expected to no, cop no, that no, up no, myself, no, no, am I? I'll do that. I'll do that. No, no, I'll, I'll actually, I will grab it because that, that register for the knitting thing was free. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so look, uh, dust off your best poetry and uh, away so you go. So, do I have to get up and do you something? You don't have to, but you have to stay for three hours. Does it go for three hours? No. What time does it start? No, it starts at, well, it says doors at 6.30, uh, drinks and food from 6.30, words from 7. Words from 7. Uh, yeah, right. What time does it finish? I don't know, it doesn't say. So it, What happens if no one turns up? No, well, I don't think that's going to happen. There's 23 going and 45 interested, according to the Facebook group here. Yeah, but there's heaps of people. Okay, let me cut that in half. That's still one of oh, those yeah. people's going to be there. Sorry, mate, it's going ahead. I wonder if I could take like a fart bomb or something and just. No, that, yeah. no, no. We just agreed on air yeah, and shook on it. You yeah, have to true. stay. Yeah. Oh, I'll stay. So, I'll stay. Did you ever see a show called Trigger Happy TV? Because there might be some inspiration in that for you. Dom Jolly, it was a UK show, and he went and did practical jokes. You remember he had the giant Nokia phone? Yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. And he went to a student, went to a very similar thing to this at some uni poetry night, and he gets up and he goes, <clears throat> right, uh, just want to read my poem out. It's called Five Million. And I go, he clap. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> he started seven, counting up. Started counting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. How far did he get before well, they cut him off? Because they, they kept crossing back to it throughout the show, and I think you sort of saw him get up to like about 340 or so. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I am going to, yes, right, now, I just had, had to think about this, and this is the advice I'll give you, I've got to take it on board myself. Mm. If you throw yourself into these things, Tim, they're not so bad. It's when you sit back and you're a spectator and you look bored, you will be bored. So I'm going to write a poem, and I'm going to perform it on the night. See, the thing is too, right, is that I actually want to come now just to video your poem when you do it. Well, I've got two tickets, you want to be my other? <laughs> <laughs> You've got unlimited tickets, mate. Yeah. Um, so there we go. So I'm off to a knitting class, and you're off to a poetry night. Yeah. Well, this is a great idea, wouldn't it? Force night out. Let's have a song. No, you know what? The listeners probably don't even care about this. This is entertaining nobody. If our downloads are anything to judge by, yeah. <laughs> that's the case. Don't worry. Station sponsor. And welcome back to Fat and Ginger. Here on the Pulse 94.7. Yeah, we're here. There's still people outside looking at us, no, isn't that's there? That's all right. Yeah, I didn't think we'd draw a crowd, but there you go. Now, there you look, go. Uh, we gave Stan the week off. 
Yeah, we had to, mate. He had to get his lungs pumped. Yeah, that's right. Well, from he, that he, cheese he was, he guy. Was, he was not well. He was so. not well. So It's been a rough couple of weeks for him, so we gave him a week off. And we got an old skit. Yeah, because you asked me to come up with another skit, and yep. I was too lazy and couldn't be bothered. Yep. So I did go back through the archives, Tim, mm-hmm. yep. and found uh, a skit. Well, this isn't really a skit, actually. This is why I like it so much. I remember I, we, we, you know, I had uh, help of one of your mates, and uh, we planted a bug in your car. Because oh, yeah. you were going on about how calm would drive you. Yeah, and I've, yeah, I've driven yeah. with you. I knew that you weren't. So here we go. Yep. It, ladies and gentlemen, if you have... Haven't uh, had much to do with Tim Young, right? And you haven't heard him driving as he abuses people around Geelong, right? This is what he sounds like when he's driving. Massive stitcher. Why would you put a spoiler on a Kia Rio? What were you thinking? Oh shit! Is that a cop car? Cop car? Nah, fucking roof racks, asshole. Historical plates on a Nissan Pintara. What a fucking rot! That's a lot of sheep. Don't start indicating when you're already on the f***ing roundabout, you knucklehead. What are you, using telepathy or some shit, you dickhead? Nice indicator, you dickhead. And, yep, you look as stupid as you drive. Hey, dick snap, the right-hand lane's for overtaking, the left-hand lane's for driving like my grandma. F***ing hell. So they were some of the nicer ones, Tim. I know people at home might be listening to this going, oh, that's bad language. Believe me, we cut the bad language out. Now, he wasn't just talking to himself. We had someone else in the car, uh, and and we played those two out, and Tim goes, oh, it's not that bad. And then I bought this one out. I'll save this one the best for last. You ready? Yeah, go on. Why are you driving 80 in a 100 zone? What does this sticker say? What would Jesus do? I tell you what Jesus would do. We'd drive the fucking speed limit. That's what he'd do. Hey, hey, if you're in the overtaking lane, how about you do some fucking overtaking? How about that, hey? What, what is it? Is today annual quick day or something? So there you go. That's about what Tim's about I, when he I, drives. I, and I'll say what I said when you originally stitched me up with this one. is they None of that's incorrect. It, it's all good feedback given to those people at the right <laughs> feedback. time. Yeah, but, you, you know, it's a little bit nasty, wouldn't you say? I don't know. A little bit. Like, I never do that sort of thing. I'm quite cool, calm and collected. Oh, I don't know why you have on, to be like that. Well, I saw the way you drove back from the footy on Saturday night, <laughs> and that was after your team won. Yeah, and there was people copping abuse left, right, and You know what? I think we should have that scrap. Yeah, I think we'll get straight in. I'll play jingle. I think so. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. It's an exciting time of week when that cra- that's crap, I should say, comes around. It is, yeah. And there's a couple of... Uh, we're very footy conscious tonight. I know we had a good day the other day, but I think probably because it's on our minds a little bit, the footy. And all looking, it was a great afternoon. It was a great... You know, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. I, I, the time didn't drag at all for me. It was fantastic. So, so what do you got? So my one is... Um, is free-to-air football coverage. So, Right. <coughs> excuse me. So these days, really, you need to have one of the streaming services, in particular the one that starts with K. I'm not going to give them a free shout-out on our show, which this isn't due by ones of people, mm-hmm. but if you don't have that streaming service starting with K, you get to see very little football. I'm happy to give a mention. They've still got my show on there. What, KO? Yeah. B Dragons is still on is there. Is it? Yeah, you can oh, still you watch it. that. Yeah, it's oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah, okay. Go, go, go for KO. So, if you don't have KO, you're yeah. stuffed. So, classic example, right, is the Geelong-Richmond game was started, what, 4.30? Yeah. Right, and went to whatever. Now, because it obviously- 10 past 7, I'll give you the exact time, Tim. <laughs> that's true, yeah, we were standing yeah, there. Standing there waiting to go. Yeah, that's right, and then the siren went, and you all started singing that song. Anyway, <laughs> but 
that was probably the game of the year so far and was not shown on free-to-air. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. It, it is it? ridiculous. And then the game that was showed was Sydney versus the Saints, which is the one after, which was a pale imitation of a game. I think it was about 50 points or yeah, something. That's like, right. Geelong-Richmond is always a massive game. It's two of the biggest draw cards. So how they... Even scheduling it at 4 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. I hate 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon yeah, games. It, it mucks up your day and it mucks up your night. It's neither one thing nor the other. Yeah. And, and I agree, because why wouldn't you... Sw- sw- uh, I kind of... Why well, don't you swap those two around, right? Have Sydney play the Saints at four thirty in Sydney. Yeah, who cares, right? Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, and then have the main game is your seven thirty or seven fifty or whatever that time as they start. Yep, at the MCG. Perfect. Because there were 60,000 people there. That would get another 10,000, 15,000, I reckon, if it started later. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm so. with you there. So, look, free to air footy. Now, I know they do a deal with Foxtel. Massive deal. Massive deal. And Foxtel stump up a bit of the money and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, they they just need to program a little bit better. I'm sick of, like, how, much, how many times the last couple of years did teams that were down the bottom of your Carlton's, I know they're going all right this year, mm. but they played about seven or eight Friday night games yeah, last year. That's right. And they just got belted in each one of them, and yeah. it was just boring. Like, yep. Friday night footy used to be an event. Yes. You know, you get the family together, you'd organise your takeaway and grab your beers and, and then go, oh, who's playing tonight, yep. you know? And now it's just sort of like, yeah, whatever. Oh, look, I see your Friday night footy and I raise you Sunday afternoon footy. How good's that? That'll get the whole family around the telly, won't it? How yeah. good, how good is the Suns versus Port Adelaide at 4.30 <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon? Like, well, they've got to play sometime, don't they? If you're ever going to design a sporting contest to drive people to gambling, that's yeah. it, isn't it? Well, you couldn't get more but, meaningless. Yeah, but when are they going to play then? They put them in a time when most people have got other stuff on, I suppose. Do you know how you should find out about a game like that? It's yeah. only by around the grounds like the old days. Yeah. Around the grounds. Port Adelaide versus Gold Coast. Yeah, g'day, John. No one really cares, but it's five points. Thanks very yeah. much. Goodbye. And there's just silence behind <laughs> yeah, him. There's no one there. <laughs> you hear like Grandma. Go on, Jim. Yeah, Chewy on your boot. <laughs> that's yeah, right. To see that in the background. Yeah, right. no, I agree. It's, you know, it doesn't really need to be televised, those games. But if you're a Gold Coast supporter, a Port supporter, I think sorry, there is. Sorry, Gold Coast supporter. There, there is a couple, Tim. Is I there? went up to Ayers Rock and met one recently. He's very passionate. He's serious? Yeah. Well, hey, cool. All right. So, yeah. um, I'm judging. No, that's a, so, a Raven Fitzroy. I'm not judging. <laughs> they would dress very similarly, actually. But now, look, I know what you're saying. But free to air needs to be the best games, and, and but they're locked into those time slots. Now, this year is the first year that I can remember where we have a roaming fixture oh, from the start of the year, oh. which is it, it's done me in because oh, that many things yeah. that I, I didn't put in my diary because I didn't know when it was. And I you know, refer back to my diary for everything, so I've missed games because of it. But they had a chance to go. These are the teams up the top. Yep. These are the time slots they get. Mm. And they should have just gone, what's the biggest games of the round that we can foresee? Yep. And that's where we put it. How Geelong and Richmond ended up at 4, what time was it? 4.30 on a mm. Saturday is beyond me. No, and I They've agree. missed it there. Yep. So, Agreed. So can I have it? That's good. Yep, I'll give you that. Thank you. What's yours? Uh, mine is the one I'm pretty sure that uh, we'll, we'll get across the line. Being sober at the footy, mate. Oh. Oh. Unless you're a little kid or about 80 there is no reason for you to be sober at the footy. I hated it. I loathed it. We, we got to the footy pretty early, right, on yeah. the weekend. It was great. And poor old Luke's just sitting there. Sitting so, in the social club. Because I had a couple of beers while I was there. It was great. Oh, did you? I didn't notice. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, other people we with had a couple of beers. I was sitting there playing battleships on my phone, yeah, just mate. bored shitless. <laughs> it was the most annoying thing. And what I've found out, too, is that in a close game like that, in a tense game, when you're half drunk which by the end of the game, I remember walking in and I said to you, I looked around the, the concave at the MCG the walkway and I've gone, Tim, I don't reckon I've ever been to the MCG sober before. No, that's right. You were... Well, even at the start of the day. It was like, um, 
I don't know how I could describe it. It was like you were seeing it for the first time. Yeah, through different eyes, different lenses. And the team's coming out to warm up, and you go, what's this shenanigans? Yeah, why are they what warming are they? up? Don't they just run out and start playing? Like, like, normally, at that time when they're warming up, you're at the bar double you know, yeah. double handling beers. Did and- you know, I don't know if you knew this, but do you know they flip the coin before each game to see which way they're going to go? <laughs> I did hear that. Yeah, <laughs> so I discovered that the other day, too. Yeah, I mean, we can't bandy on about you being off the Terps too much, because it's market-sensitive information, like CUB shares will plummet through the floor. Yeah, right? I know. We don't want anyone yeah. to go belly. No, that's but, right. So. But look, I'll be back. Don't worry. With a vengeance. And look, look. I've got to say, though, it was just... and it, 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 there was no support from anyone at the table. Oh, no. I just cop crap from everybody. Even my daughter, yeah. my dad, you. Your brother. My brother was into me. Everyone was into Your me. Your niece. Yeah, everyone was just giving it to me. Yeah. like And eating like whatever they want. Oh, geez, these chips are good. Oh, this beer is just so and cool then, and refreshing. And then, and then you go to things like, oh, isn't, fa- isn't family a blessing? You go, no, no, sometimes No, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> no, sometimes. This is what annoys me, right? I go down to see my parents, uh, you know, and, and I'll get down there and mum will say something like, when are you going to give up? Drinking? When are you going? Why do you have to drink so much? You always got a beer in your hand. Why? Yeah. You, I'll cop all that, right? Yeah. The same person. I'll go down not drinking, and, and she goes, "Oh, is you, you can have a beer. What about your husband? Is he going to have one? <laughs> all that sort of yeah. stuff." Like I, I, yeah. I, I dare if I do, and I'm dead if I don't. No. So it's really annoying. But watching the footy sober. They usually have that buffer of, well, at least I'm inebriated. Yeah. I feel good regardless. That's it. That's right? It. Whereas the other day, I was just tense for the whole game. I didn't enjoy it. I sat there just watching it, just going, eh, whatever. Yeah, we're kicking goals. That's great. <laughs> Whereas normally, I'd be yelling and screaming, carrying on like a deal like I do, yeah, yeah. and not caring what anyone thinks about me. This yeah. time, I was like, oh, there's no need to yell out like that, mate. Yeah. It's a little bit uncouth, isn't it? Well, there's uh, kids around. Remember the, the lady that was sitting behind us? Where we're yeah, yeah. She got really fired up yeah. that last and, and, and she swore at one stage. Uh, at one stage, yeah. <laughs> or she might have let a few go. And I was sitting there going, "Oh, come on, love. There's no need for that." Yeah, whereas ridiculous. normally I'll be sitting there going, "Go, go after yourself, yeah." No, I don't. I try not to swear, but normally it's, it's uh, game on. It just goes to show that uh, you know I'm not trying to advocate drinking too. Please don't think no. that I am. I'm just saying it works for me. That's <laughs> at the footy, especially at the footy. Yeah, no, that's right. So yes, that is crap. Yeah, definitely, mate. I think I think you can't not give me that. Nah, that's right. We'll have a song or we'll come oh, back. Well, we'll have a song. It's a little bit of la 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 lola. Are you easily offended? Welcome to the Justin Murphy Club. Yes, Justin Murphy champion. What a great bloke he was <laughs> and uh, we've named a, a award in his honour. We have. This is for someone who can be quite hypocritical and, and uh, continuing our footy theme I'm lashing out at Kane Corns. Yeah, the reason being... Talking to people from the 90s that need to make a comeback. Well, a, as he tried to make a name for himself yeah. as that controversial bloke who uh, just bags everyone. Yeah, and on. that's fine. That's yeah. what that's his shtick and, and good on you. Yeah. Uh, that's fine, right? Yeah. But you've got to open yourself up to a little bit of criticism as well and he has definitely had that in recent times. But he was very vocal about Tom Stewart the other day. Now, for those who didn't see it, which you'd have to be, if you're a footy fan, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Tom Stewart took out uh, Dion Prestia mm. behind the play. It was very, very, uh, it was a bad look what'd for you, footy. What do you call it, behind the play? Well, it was in play. He just was... overrun the footy hip and shoulder when he didn't have to. Now, two or three years ago, that was play on, mate. And also... Well, not play on. It probably would have been a free kick. Free kick. But you watch it in slow... Everything looks worse in slow motion. Yep. But when you watched it live, it happened very quickly. Very quickly. And you saw it replay and you've gone, oh, it just looked like it was just a 
big, thing. Big now, my first look at it, I go, yeah, he'll probably get a week or two. Everyone's, Kane Corns come out, oh, five or six weeks he gets, and he should have been sent off. Kane Corn said Kane that. Kane Corn said that. And, and it basically, there was, he said more that, that brought into question Tom Stewart's character. Which is a bloke who's never been reported before. No. He's lauded as, as one of the, probably the premier defender in the game, one of the fairest blokes going around. Was obviously devastated he did it because at quarter time the coach had to come up to him and go, mate, get your head back in the game. Mm. You know, he wasn't happy about it. And just and, and I thought about Kane Cause, well, hang on, wasn't he the bloke that kept using the same excuse all the time to get out of stuff? Oh, I'm going to be a fireman and this looks bad on my record. He tried to use it about two or three times, Tim, that, that he was going to be a fireman and it looks bad on his record. So don't don't suspend me. And he played for Port Adelaide. Didn't and he, he played for Port Adelaide. Oh, well, no one likes him. Teal's not even a real colour. No, it's not. Uh, and Port Adelaide's not, not even a real place, is no. it? Is it? Oh, I don't know. Is it? Well, I'm not going to argue with anyone down no. there. But, but, but Kane Corns, you know, if you're going to question Blake's character, you're a bloke that used to get out of suspensions. I, I think it was suspensions. Like, don't come to us for your factual content. We haven't checked <laughs> that's, it. That's right. But I'm pretty sure there was something that happened years yeah. ago where uh, the first time he goes, oh, look, it looks bad on my record. Yeah. It's a blemish. So they let him off. Mm. And then they did it again. Yeah. He, he hit someone again and went to Tribune and said, oh, but it looks bad in America. They go, no, not again, son. You're not nah, doing that. And you go, well, where's your character, son? That's right. You know, if you're going to do that, you're going to go to Tribune and do all that sort of stuff. You've got to be pretty clean if you're not going to throw but there's, there's, stuff. But there's plenty. Of, there's a couple of people that are involved in football media these days that I just think shouldn't be there for exactly that reason. And there's one in particular. Yeah, everyone <laughs> says that. Yeah. Everyone I, says it, but the bloke still just carries on like nothing ever happened. Absolutely. You know? And like, not just one transgression, multiple off-field real really bad transgressions yeah. yep. of the a- any one of them would have made Will Smith look like you know, absolutely Mother and Teresa. Yet, yet we still celebrate him as a colorful character of the game yeah colorful he's a yeah, I know what color it would have been red yeah that's right yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway I'm not going to name the name nah. but uh look yeah look definitely nah, let's not talk about the king <laughs> Def- definite deserved winner of the Justin Murphy award this week well done yeah Kane Corns he probably should have had it before now anyway he's a bit of a dick nah, we'll give it to him again that's easy yeah that's all right now what we might do yeah. we might go to a song quickly yep. and we'll while we do that, we'll come back with our guest. Absolutely. Our special guest, uh, whose name is Corenda Sayat. Can't wait. Sounds fantastic. So that was live, apparently. I thought we had live before, but apparently it was just the same song. <laughs> it was funny at the start. You go, who's this? I said, live. Four minutes later, you go, who's this? I said, it's still live, mate. They're still alive. You go, didn't we have them before? <laughs> yes, I thought we had them at the start of the show. <laughs> oh, Tim, you music, never cease to amaze me, mate. Music is not my forte. Well, you did sort of like get into a couple of songs before, I think. What was the first one that you liked? And you said, well, that's from the last... Oh, Sex on Fire. Yeah, Kings of Leon. Yeah. yeah. And I think you liked that more because you had a little bit of an itch and you thought, oh, at least someone's got the same thing I've got. But um, it, it was great that you tried. I do like the fact that you try. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate I it. I mean, you fail every time. <laughs> so, which begs the question, kids out there, like, is it even worth trying sometimes we, we just need to, to fail? Work, we need to work on how you give feedback. Really? Yeah. It's not constructive? No, it's, it's, we'll get off the affair. Now, look, okay. what we've got uh, is our very special guest. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a, a guest that sort of only came across my radar in the last few weeks, actually. I got a phone call from him. And uh, upon doing a little bit of research, I found out that he's quite an accomplished uh, filmmaker. Uh, he's on quite a few panels as well. And, and I think he even won an Australian medal. We'll talk to him about it anyway. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, can I give you Karanda Sayat. How are you going? How are you? Hang on, mate. Good, thanks. Hey, we got some. Ke- there we go. Some candle. A little bit late with that one. <laughs> 
that's, our, that's our massive wow, in-studio big audience. Yeah, mate, they're all here watching us before. Yeah, they've all gone, though, now. <laughs> they've all gone. People just stood, come and stood at the at the glass like they were looking at the, the pandas or something. We, you know, I scratch my butt and they're all pointing and going, oh, look at that. That's it. Now, look, thanks mm. very much for joining us on uh, Fat and Ginger here on 94.7 The Pulse. It's uh, lovely for you to uh, take the time out of your busy day to talk to us. Yeah. Great honour. Yeah, thanks, mate. Now, the first question I've got to ask you, mate, you're quite accomplished. You've won. Was it a Pride quite of Australia medal? What was the medal you won? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Pride, Pride of Australia. Australia in the category of peace. Well, of peace. Good on you. And you're here talking to us on a Tuesday night, mate. What happened to your career? <laughs> <laughs> Why have you fallen so far from grace, mate? What, what have you done? The only way is up from here. <laughs> You're telling I, us. <laughs> I, I, I find this this is a great uh, privilege to be speaking to you guys. Um, oh, hopefully, you too. It'll, it'll launch my career. Have you have you actually heard us before, mate, or what? <laughs> yeah, I've, heard, I've listened to your podcast. Um, oh. It's a bit dodgy, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Thank and uh, and tonight is no better, mate. We've built on that dodginess. That's what we stand for, Tim, isn't it? It is. Yeah, dodginess yeah. and factual inconsistency. Yes, absolutely. Well, well, you can only improve. I mean, that's <laughs> no, no. They said that two years ago, mate. But it hasn't happened yet. That's right. But look, uh, we, we did uh, touch base a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? You're running a film competition here in Geelong. Yes. Do so you want to tell us about that? Well, we were really excited. Um, I think the pandemic took a lot out of us. And um, here, here. for many of us, uh, we haven't really had full closure. And I think uh, this film festival is a sort of cleansing process for many people, hopefully the ones that attend. And the films, um, you know, they really address some, some very uh, varying issues, but I think some of the ones that we can all probably guess, such as the lockdowns and the mm. mental health issues and the panic buying, things like that. But it's a great array of films, and, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a fantastic night on the uh, Saturday 2nd of July, yeah. Yeah, this Saturday night coming up, uh, Tim and I will be in attendance, mate. We're going to do a little bit of stand-up as well, is that right? Well, well that's, I think that's the... Um, the headlining act and uh, and the uh, the uh, probably the uh, the best uh, part of the night besides the films of course but um, you being yourself a filmmaker I think you're going to be a pre- uh, you can appreciate the films that we have on offer well I'm, I'm happy to take a, a backward step mate because when you said headlining app I looked at Tim he thought it was another head joke because I've just been bombarding him with head jokes yes, tonight I um, I, in case you, you haven't met Tim but you'll know him when you see him and um, he, he, I've just done about 14 tonight and he thought you were doing another one it's like I, it's like I prepped you Corinda <laughs> yeah. so. well look let's, let's just make it 15 <laughs> so, I have seen a photo of Tim um, and I have to uh, I have to say he He's not as he's not as fat as I was expecting, <laughs> um, but you know it's, it's a little bit on the, around the waistline. I don't think it's too bad. But uh, oh, yeah. you can, can come on the show anytime. Yeah, it's, it's, the thing is, he had to actually get fatter to make himself in proportion. <laughs> Stop, Otherwise, on. it just looks weird, my friend. Now, how many? Well, I'll, I'll, when I do introduce you as the headlining, I'll put a big emphasis on the word head. Headlining, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I, I reckon you know just. You know, the type of crowd that we're expecting, you guys will just really just it'll feel like you're in a lounge room, you know. And I think it'll be really uh, a really good touch to the night. And hopefully, there are some really somber films in there amongst the, the funny ones. And hopefully, you can you know uh, ease the tension. We'll try our very best. How many films uh, do you have on Saturday night? So we've got ten ten films, um, and there are actually uh, nine that are in the competition. Mm-hmm. Now, first prize, I think I mentioned, is $500 to the best film, which is going to be judged by the panel. 
mm-hmm. and then there's a second prize of three hundred dollars for the audience's award. So that'll be fun too to see what the audience come yeah. up with. And yeah. how how long? Uh, like, so when you say films, like how long are they? Pretty much. Oh, it's, uh, so the longest film is about fifteen minutes, and they range from uh, two minutes to like there's uh, a couple of minutes. Uh, there's a couple of films that are in the sort of fifteen minute brackets, so maybe three or four. Yeah, right. And the rest are all under five, I'd say. Yeah. Well, the reason we ask that question uh, because I have a, a big emphasis on shorter films because I found out the cats are playing in town that night. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll I'll probably duck down there afterwards. No, I'm only joking. No, I'm very honoured to be part of this. And uh, it's very good that the cats are coming second. Um, yes, I think that's that's a huge, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, extra bit of pride to have for Geelong. But I think um, I was trying to invite some some um, you know members from the cats team, but I, I realised that they're playing that night. So <laughs> they might be a bit busy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and oh, there's probably. Yeah. Probably a couple that could come down, mate. I'm pretty sure Tom Stewart's not doing anything. <laughs> That's He'll have a night off. He will have so, a night off. Um, but, yeah, look, we, we, we will come second. The Cats are coming second, although they did come first the other night when me and Tim went to the football. We haven't mentioned that, have we? Um, now, just uh, your films that you've got, are they all made by local filmmakers or are they sort of... Yeah, all made by... Um, well, one is made by a Sydney filmmaker and he's coming all the way up from... Actually, oh, wow. Uh, he's coming down from Wollongong and... Um, all the rest are Melbourneians, yeah. Oh, fantastic. He, he actually contacted me and said, if I don't win, I can't afford to get home, so can you please give me a vote? So <laughs> I'll make sure he goes all right. Well, but, one of the filmmakers coming from Wollong, I have um, chipped in with his airfare because I felt a bit sorry for him. He, he was keen, you know, as mustard, and I thought, okay, so um, I'll help him out. So he's coming. But then there's two filmmakers, which I think you met, uh, Luke. Yeah, I did, um, yeah. I did, yeah. We went down the other day and did a uh, a photo shoot to promote the day. Um, so there was a couple of the guys there. There was Ted and Joe. Yep. Uh, and I did hear a little bit about their films. It sounded quite interesting. And I really like the concept of... Because now that COVID's been and gone, and I'm not saying it's gone forever, but it's gone now, and it was a tough time. Like We don't want to forget just what it was like and how much people struggled. And just hearing about this young bloke who, who decided to make a film, he never made one before, uh, because he wanted to deal with the way he struggled. You know, like that was his personal struggle. And his film is sort of almost autobiographical. And I found it really fascinating that someone would use that outlet to get through something like the lockdowns that we had. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, well, not just that, but all the films i think uh, anyone who these days has a crack at something like this it really needs to be commended and showcased and i think joe's film really one of the ones that out, uh, was stand st- stood out for me was um uh, because it was done so almost poetically and it just sort of flowed really well and it just it just really conveyed the idea of that sort of sense of loneliness um, and he's really good. And, and this other filmmaker, Josiah, he had the same experience during the lockdowns. He just felt that, you know, there must be a lot of people dealing with mental illness. So he made a film which sort of really touches on mental illness, but it's done really well. And I think, yeah, the calibre of films are fantastic. So um, I really urge people to come along. There's lots of tickets left. Um, when I say lots, you know, probably about a quarter left. And, Excellent. Um, looking for uh you know we're going to have lucky door prizes and there's a raffle with lots of prizes available i think you know with you guys there it's going to be uh, a stellar night excellent mate so it's this saturday night it's at the globe which is upstairs at the geelong library which is a fantastic uh, facility i've been up there before 
Yeah, so, the up, up above the uh, regional library. Yeah, and, you, you know, we might lose Tim on the way up. He likes to stop and read a book occasionally. I've been known to read a book yeah. once. Yeah, but the, the picture books. I've got your library card with you. Yeah, you'll find him in the kids' section looking at Spot or something spot like that. But uh, it, it, it'll be a rip I think. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's really great that you've put this on, mate. So what gave you this inspiration to, to start up something like this? Well, as you know, uh, you mentioned that at the beginning I am a filmmaker and uh, one of the areas that I've been, you know, very dedicated to is mentoring young filmmakers. Um, and so I thought that, you know, this would be an opportunity for people who have either made a film or would like to make a film, um, have the uh, platform for the films to be screened in front of a live audience on the big screen with prizes available. And I think... There's nothing better than that sort of, I suppose, that feeling of being, you know, appreciated and applauded for, for your efforts because sometimes you make a film that goes on YouTube, it's, it's, it's a good feeling as well, but being in the big screen, there's not, no, no other experience like it. So I just thought it'd be a great opportunity to, um, uh, you know, uh, appreciate the, fil- the work of young filmmakers and give them an opportunity and um, the topic of the pandemic and, the, you know, the lockdowns and all that I thought would be an interesting um, uh, subject matter so um, hopefully yeah people will find it really interesting because I, I, I found the films um, you know really some of them really dark uh, th- besides the comedies there was a few films that really um, looked deep into them you know the, the human psyche so I think there's a really good quality of uh, a level of films there yeah Sounds like a nice mix, mate. And was there a few submissions? Was there a few you had to sort of say, sorry, guys, it wasn't quite uh, ready for uh, this one? Yeah, there, there was a few over the length. So a few films, you know, around the 20-minute 20, 20 mark, 30-minute mark. And some of them were too sort of documentary style, a little bit too dry. Mm. Um, and there were a few international films, but they were real, like... Yeah, the quality was pretty poor, so I, I try to keep maintain a good standard there. And um, but I'm really happy with the selection because, as it turned out, um, as I said, uh, all except for one film um, is made by uh, Australians, and oh, they're all fantastic. fairly like you know you could say budding filmmakers. Yeah, exactly. And it's things like this that give them a start too, isn't it? Some people right. they get started on things like this and Tropfest and all those sorts of short film festivals. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you look at um, Oh, I've got his first name, Fennick, uh, the guy that did, uh, that does... Paul Fennick? Uh, Paul Fennick, yeah, he yeah. started in Tropfest. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah the Nash, uh, uh, the Edgerton brothers, Nash Edgerton yep. and, yeah, and Joel, they started off in Tropfest. Tropfest. Yeah, yeah I, I met him. And I think um, uh, just just giving people that opportunity is, is, is a great idea, you know, a great uh, way to sort of get people kick-started. But um, the film industry is, ma- I mean, as you know, it's amazing, and there's so many young people out there. I mean, I also work with Cine Space, and, and those those guys um, do great work mentoring um, young filmmakers. So I think we have a great uh, future ahead of us for more filmmakers to come through, and the more support we can give them, the better. And I think hopefully, you know, the government will come out with more grants and things like that. So. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Excellent. Well, yeah, really looking forward to it. Now, on a separate, you, 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 you talked about your career as a filmmaker, and you made a, a, a film called By Compass and Koran, which yep. was a documentary around the, the Afghan Camelias. Do you want to tell us about that? that? Was, yeah, that was an amazing uh, experience for me, a lot of, lot of research involved in that. But I think one thing that we didn't, we, we don't realise, um, particularly in Melbourne, but, um, you know, uh, the rest of the country... Uh, there was a, um, a period in Australia's history where, you know, 
there, there, there weren't any motor, motorised vehicles and um, the train steam engines were sort of just coming around and so camels became an option to explore the outback. And so when they brought these camels out in the 1800s, they had to bring out the handlers with them. So these handlers, being from Afghan background, Indian background, uh, they lived in the outback and, and ended up staying here for good, marrying locals, sometimes Aboriginal, sometimes some of the European population. And their, their uh, family members, descendants, uh, has, are still living in the outback in places like Maori in South Australia and in Alice Springs, Udnadatta. And I met them and spoke to them and interviewed them and I just thought, wow, we have to, you know, let people know about this incredible it. history. Yeah, it's a, a huge and part. It's I never knew anything about it. They made in, in, in opening up the outback. And, uh, and famously, the train that runs from Adelaide to Darwin's called the GAN after the Afghan Camelies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people do know about the GAN, and, 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 but they probably don't know the full story behind no. it. So it was on ABC, and I think, yeah, it was when, when it came out in 2015, um, the feedback, I had people coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, I've got a, you know, a family member who you know, came from such and such family, and he was a, a camelier, and it was an amazing experience for a lot of um, the people who, who saw it and just started to, you know, some of them brought, it brought up a lot of emotions. Yeah, and I can tell you what, I, I used to be a teacher, and I lived out in a remote uh, in the central part of Australia, a place called Uindamu on the Tanami track there, and I can tell you what else is still alive and well out there is all the camels. They are- <laughs> well, I was about to say this, right? I had a trivia question the Everywhere. other day. Right? I was playing trivia with my daughter against her, mm. and one of the questions was, where do you find the most, um, what do you call it, when they're the roaming camels mm. or the wild, wild, wild camels, wild camels yeah. in the world? It's Australia, yeah. yeah. It's Australia. Yeah. She got it. I didn't. Yep. I yeah. said Camelot. Yeah. Oh, well, on. that's that's. It. I mean, besides the fact that we have so many uh, camels in Australia, they're the most pest-free camels, in, the best pest-free yeah. camels in the world. So they're actually quite healthier than the most camels. But also, we, you know, they're they're, they're potentially a, a, a market there for the, for export and camel meat. You know. So, oh, really? You know, yeah, well, if, I think we do, if, don't we? You know. Yeah. yeah. They must. Uh, they must breed pretty quickly. They do. And All, always humping, apparently. Oh, stop. <laughs> Sorry, can't help they, and they, Because they're real problems, because they go into the communities, the remote communities out there, and they'll, because they're such big animals, they'll bump up against like air conditioner units outside and break air conditioner units and break oh, structures really? and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, camel, yeah, they're a real pest. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you hit a camel in your car, you're, you're cactus. Mate, didn't even know that was a thing yeah. I had to worry about. Yeah. Now I've got to worry about camels as well. And, oh, and wild horses. We're already dealing with, you Buffalo. know, kangaroos and drop bears and all the other stuff we have to deal with. Now oh, I've got to worry camel. about camels. That's it. That, that could be your next road trip. Go yeah. to uh, Maree. I've got lots of friends there and they'll uh, look after you. There All right, yeah. there you go. Me and Tim will go for a drive. Yep. Jesus, to be a floor on the wall in that That's car, right. mate. Take the Kia Rio up there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, mate, let's talk about, so you, when, uh, I was just reading your bio, and after uh, September 11, 2001, you, you decided that you were going to make a bit of a change to try and uh, smooth over things here in Australia. So it says here you founded the Forum of Australia's Islamic Relations. So that was just to yeah. try and, was there a bit of angst in the country at that time? Yeah, look, so I'm, uh, my background is Turkish, and um, at the time, I think I felt there was so much anti- sort of backlash against Muslims mm. for September 11, and I was probably um, at that time regarded as an articulate sort of uh, media-savvy person in the community, and uh, I felt there was a, a need for someone to speak up and try and uh, build a positive relationship with the media and, and hence the broader public. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, so I tried my hand at that and I, I landed a job with um, 
with uh, what's called the Australian Federation of Islamic Councils, and I was there, sort of in the in the firing line for for a while, and then I felt, you know, we could continue this and, and keep building those relations, and, and then I built, sorry, I established another organisation, and we call it Fair for short, FAIR, and uh, yeah, that was a turbulent time, and um, I think right now I feel, you know, uh, since. Uh, 9-11 things have really improved in terms of the way people perceive Muslims in Australia. I feel people are much more at ease. I mean, there was a, a shaky period with ISIS and all that when uh, things were going bad. But I feel in the last few years, people have sort of, you know, really uh, opened their arms and, and warmed up to the Muslim community and just see them just like everyone else, you know. And I think people like Walid Ali and Nazim Hussain have done a great job in terms of, of you know, breaking down the, the stereotypes. So yeah, it's, 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 I think things have changed since those times, but um, you obviously got to put that work in to, to, li- you know, bene- to live the benefits that we have today. It's a shame that it got that way. I understand what you're saying. There's people like yourself and uh, that, that are flying the flag and saying, hey, guys, it's not everybody. But uh, that's the thing. It's not everybody, is it? Like, even back then, the, 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 a few people brought down a couple of buildings and, and you've, you've blanketed six billion people or however many. There's so many Muslims in the world and, yep. and 99.99999% of them are, are great, you know, lovely people just like us, family-loving people. And it's like uh, I, I equate it to, remember that guy that went on a rampage down in New Zealand? the Aussie mm. guy yeah. and it'd be like people saying oh, all Aussies are like that because that guy did that you know it's, it's ridiculous way, uh, they, they did, uh, that guy gave Aussies a bad reputation and I think that's what Muslims were feeling around the world yeah. when yeah. China oh well they were they were absolutely victimised around that time weren't they because of what happened and, yeah. and they just got tarred with that brush and it was very unfair and uh, I'm glad that it's, it's sort of come to an end now well, so. I've worked in uh, Geelong, and I've noticed in Geelong there is a uh, you know a very, fairly small but um, uh, you know a visible. Oh, you there? Oh, sorry, uh, something happened Ooh. there. Oh. Yeah, just a visible Muslim community there. But um, what's great about them is that they are doing so well, and the you know in, just in terms of Geelong, they are very well um, accepted and supported. I think it's. Um, are just a testimony to sort of the way a lot of people that come to Australia try and make the best of what they've got and, yeah, and really definitely. contribute. And and that sort of started with the Afghan Cameleers and it's continued to that till today. Fantastic, mate. Good on you for showing a bit of light on and and and, and look as an extension of that for for winning the uh, Pride of Australia medal in two thousand five for the work that you did. So you obviously you've been recognised as someone that's trying to mend a few fences and trying to bring the community together. And it must feel pretty good to do things like this film fest on Saturday night. Yeah, look, I, I just enjoy uh, working with the communities I work with. I, I, I love um, you know seeing people with a smile on their face, enjoying themselves, and, and really. Uh, benefiting from whatever programs we run. So um, I feel the Film Festival will be a really cathartic experience for everyone, um, but at the same time, a really good, a fun night. And uh, the tickets are free, by the way, so how good is that? Oh, they're really? <laughs> yeah, Excellent. Yeah, tickets are free, and uh, it's it's sponsored by Geelong Council. Well, there you go. Well, I've probably got a few mates that'll probably come now that wouldn't have otherwise. <laughs> so, well, come. Can, yeah. look, please bring bring uh, all your mates, all three of them. So that would be really nice. Yeah, all three yeah, of them? Nah, they're all going to the footy. <laughs> so, 
No, that's all right, mate. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun night. So anyone in the Geelong area, or if you want to travel from outside Geelong, you're welcome to come down. You'll see me and Tim there doing a little bit of stand-up and uh, see some great films and, and, and a really good fun night uh, supporting filmmakers. So looking forward to meeting you, Corinda, and uh, thanks for having us on board, mate. Oh, I really appreciate your yeah, help and, and supporting us. And, yeah, again, just it's, it's fantastic to see local supporting um, young filmmakers and I think you, you know exactly... Uh, what people go through in terms of making films and getting their films recognised. So I really uh, appreciate you, you guys. And, uh, you yeah, know, thank you for um, uh, having me on the show. Yeah, no worries, Thanks, mate. Appreciate it, and we'll see you Saturday. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All the best. OK, let's go to a song, Tim, and we'll come back and wrap up. Well, there we go, Tim. Yeah. So here from our sponsors. Hey, Corinda was a uh, good, nice bloke, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah, because so. I've only sort of spoke to him in a professional sense. I haven't actually chatted to him like we did tonight. He's quite yeah. a funny guy. Far smarter than us. Yeah, yeah. very smart, mate. And right. and he made a bit of a joke about me having three friends there. But what he doesn't know is I've only got two. I was going to say. So the joke's on him. He's overestimated. Them. Yeah, there's you yeah. and yeah. there's another mate. Yeah. Are we, yeah. Hang on. Are we mates? Well, I think we are, not we? Uh, we need to talk off air, I think. Yeah, but, uh, okay. I think we're out of time. Yeah, that's it, mate. We're done. And uh, another ripping show, another barnstorming show that stopped the nation. Not really. No one cares. So, they don't, but, but look, thanks for We have fun, though, don't we? That's it, and thanks for listening. It's the only time I get to hang with you these days. Oh, I know. Unless we go to the footy again. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm gonna, I'll tell you what. I'm going to watch the Tigers play West Coast this weekend. You're welcome to come to that. You're going to that? Yeah. Why are you going on nah, that? My brother's down from Sydney. Oh, is he? Yeah, so we're going to go watch Don't that. you like him or something? <laughs> no. He, his son, my nephew, is a mad Tigers man. Ah, okay. Right. So we gotta, is, well, you it, enjoy that, it's mate. It's a bit like the baby T-Rex being given the injured dinosaur. To, you know, you've got to, When's that on, then? <laughs> uh, that's Sunday afternoon. Sunday? Three o'clock. Yeah, okay. I don't want you to miss your knitting. That's all. No, no. That's, well, that's the Sunday after. Yeah. We'll get back, okay. so I've got to prep for that. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, everyone. We'll yeah. see you next time. Thanks for having us. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Shut down.